We're standing ready Lord please I can take a guess Oh would you please We are ready I'm lifted by the spirits Shout out to uh, to Axel Boss, uh, taking us in with uh, one of his tunes recorded in his fucking bathroom, <laughs> like uh, with some pretty rudimentary equipment. I don't know. It sounds pretty fucking awesome to me. Uh, yeah, I really love to hear that. Uh, we are uh, we're talking uh, just daily quotes and uh, and bringing you guys some uh, some interesting thoughts maybe on uh, on different perspectives and stuff like that. <coughs> Still rocking our. Uh, our weekly episodes we'll have another one posted here uh on sunday it is uh jordan vasquez and uh ken dressen they're talking their new film mailman uh should be out soon uh i saw the trailer it uh it had me it had me laugh and i saw a first cut too it was really really good so uh yeah uh happy or excited to see uh see when that comes out um uh, we have a sponsor today sponsor today is a uh, rover's electric fence for humans uh want to make sure your child stays out of trouble slap on a collar and install a rover's electric fence for humans uh that's uh it's it's a great product to uh to make sure you're keeping your kids in line if they're uh if they're running around and getting in trouble you know you don't want them running out in the street and playing and having fun uh yeah it uh, it kind of goes along with uh you know it's interesting our, our sponsors uh they tend to be uh, on theme with uh with our with our subjects which uh I don't you know it's lucky that that's working out but uh this is uh the quote of the day uh day 2 uh January 2nd uh, 2018 uh happy new year to anybody that missed the show yesterday uh the quote today is uh is from a man named Herbert Spencer uh, and the quote is, uh, the ultimate result of shielding people from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools. That's Herbert Spencer. Uh, he was a, uh, a British uh, biologist and sociologist philosopher uh, in the late 1800s. Uh, he died uh, in the early 1900s. He's, um, he actually coined the term survival of the fittest uh to describe darwin's theory of evolution he had his own theory of evolution uh 
which apparently was wrong. I was reading about it. This is what he said. Uh, Spencer posited that all the structures in the universe develop from a simple, undifferentiated homogeneity uh, to a complex, differentiated heterogeneity. Uh, while being accompanied by a process of greater integration of the differentiated parts. This this evolutionary process could be found at work, Spencer believed, through the cosmos. Uh, It was a universal law that was applying to the stars and the galaxies as much as biological organisms uh, and to human social organization as much as to the human mind. Yeah, and uh, so that, I mean, most of that sounds pretty on point to me, but apparently it's in, like, direct opposition to the theory of evolution, which, I, I like, I don't really, I don't really see that. Like, aren't organisms organisms first, like, uh, very simple things that have evolved into very complex things? And isn't that the state of the universe as well? Uh, you know, at, like, moments after the Big Bang, you know, there's only very simple, like, uh simple atoms hydrogen and helium and stuff like that and then they started like fusing and exploding and uh sending new shit off into the universe like isn't that what happened i don't know maybe i'm misinterpreting this hope maybe you know please people if you're listening comment if i'm stupid and uh and teach me or, or you're welcome to uh send us notes on instagram or uh you know whatever uh i'm sure my email can be found somewhere if you if you look for it uh uh, Instagram is probably the best thing to do though, because that's where this is all posted. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, back to the quote: uh, "The ultimate result of shielding people from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools." Herbert Spencer. Um, yeah. It. I mean, it brings into question for me uh, things like, uh, you know, subjects like helicopter parents and uh you know just like kind of fear in general and and are things sort of worth even being afraid of uh i remember um being in germany and i was at this like wildlife nature park kind of like a zoo but they had a lot more space and there was this bear enclosure that took up like the whole middle of the park and you could climb up onto like a platform that was above the bear enclosure it's about you know, 10 feet above them or something like that. And you could, I mean, you found like acorns and stuff on the ground from the trees and they loved them. You could just like toss them at the, at the bears and they'd like catch them. It was hilarious. They'd come running from the other side of the enclosure and throw, uh, throw acorns at them. And they're like trying to catch them. They're catching them in their mouths. It's like dogs. It's so funny. Uh, and, uh, but I stand there realizing like there's just this tiny little, I he- I hesitate to even call it a fence. It's more of just like a guardrail. That's like a few feet high between me and like a 10-foot drop to these bears. Like if I was an idiot that went and saw these bears and were like, oh, they're so cute. Like look how cuddly they are and friendly they are and jumped into this uh, into this bear pit. There's nothing that could be stopping me. Like, and I, And I looked at the girl I was with at the time and I was like, this would never exist in North America, like because somewhere along the line, somebody would have jumped into this bear cage and they would have put up a huge like glass fence or a huge uh, a huge fence or a huge glass wall or something like that. 
and uh, and you'd never be able to toss these acorns to them ever again, and uh, like you'd never see this type of thing because and because the place would have been sued for not having like guarded uh, guarded against this type of thing, and you know at a certain point you have to be like, well, don't be dumb, and you know the idea that the bears might maul the person who's going to jump into their cage. You know, sue me, but that sounds like uh, like a little bit of Darwinism right there. Like, we're overpopulated as it is. Uh, the fact that a few people end up removing themselves from the, from the gene pool that think it's all right to jump into a bear cage, um, you know, that, that might not be the worst thing. Sorry for being crass. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, moving on from that is something a little bit less uh, less crass. Like something like like parents, like is there is it just me or is there an increasing amount of helicopter parents or is just like the parenting, uh, the parenting paradigm? What is expected of parents completely like shifted? Uh, you know, like I I I wasn't a kid that long ago, and I remember you know. Riding bikes to school, pretty much spending my whole day outside with friends, no adult supervision, uh, riding bikes around, you know, shirts optional, and we're like six years old, and only coming home for like dinner, and then leaving again, and then, uh, and then coming back, and our, and our parents, like, I don't know if our parents were like freaking out the whole time, I don't think so, because uh you know they loved it they they were just kids that were hanging out with each other at each other's houses running around so you know you know uh in hindsight it probably would have been pretty easy for somebody to be like hey kids like i got some sweet lego come check out my sweet lego and and like kidnapped us or something like that and i mean we live in we grew up in calgary canada it's not exactly a dangerous place but i mean uh I guess my thought on it is, is like, sometimes I wonder is, is it more dangerous or do we just hear about it more and are, is hearing about it more cause more people to, uh, to do bad things, uh, like kidnapping kids and stuff like that. And thus we try to protect against it more. And then it does rise. Like those types of questions interest me. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that uh sometimes i wonder if it's if it's statistically worth worrying about uh as sad as it is like those things happen obviously um but like so so do car crashes and so do plane crashes and these types of things like i don't know it's weird like i was i was just uh on vacation and <coughs> i'm swimming in the ocean and like <laughs> Well, even not swimming, like, looking at the ocean, like, man, there's fucking sharks out there. Like, there are beasts in that ocean that can and will eat me. And, or at least, like, you know, try. And, uh, that, like, is is an actual fear of mine when I'm out there swimming. Like, I'm thinking about it while I'm swimming on a surfboard. Like, hmm, I wonder if there's any sharks down there. Like, but the, the odds of that are astronomical. Like, I, it's, I don't think about getting in a car accident every time I get into my car and I don't think about getting hit by a car every time I cross the street uh, and I don't think about the plane crashing on its way to Hawaii or back um, but all of those things are 
increasingly less likely, but all vastly more likely than actually being attacked by a shark. And so, w- uh, why e- why am I worrying about it? Is it you know it, it's just a personal fear of pain? Um, I mean, like a car accident would be no picnic, <laughs> obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of wonder where those types of things come from. And and maybe it's just you know being foreign to the uh, to the the area, uh, like you know you see the people that grown up as surfers and stuff, and they got no problem going out there in those like fucking huge waves and uh, in all kinds of conditions and and not really worrying about sharks and stuff like that. And you know uh, I grew up playing like hockey, and there are a bunch of stupid dangers involved in that, and uh, that I don't really think about, you know. Uh, so yeah. Um, it's an interesting sort of uh, perspective on uh, on like protection and and why we feel the need to protect against certain things and and not protect against other things. Um, I also wonder about like as a species, we've grown these cities and stuff like that and built a lot of things uh, to you know kind of make things automatic, make our lives automatic. Things like even as simple as traffic lights and. And that type of deal, all the way to uh, to cell phones and and uh, and you know instant communication and that type of thing. Google Maps, Google Maps is a big one. Uh, you know, like they're 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 awesome things that help us organize, but slowly they sort of take power away from our individual uh, decisions in a way, and thus breed out sort of. Um, skills that some that people could argue uh could argue are are outdated at that point something like reading a paper map uh i mean it's not outdated <laughs> like you can't get cell service everywhere right but uh it, we have a lot of people myself included um you know i thankfully did a lot of out uh uh out of communicado uh uh, like camp trips and stuff like that as a kid, so I'm used to those types of things. But uh, you know, a lot of people of my generation and younger don't really like pick up. My generation and younger don't really uh, like pick up how to how to work, you know, maps and uh, the idea that Google, you know, maybe not is screwing up you know I, I, it's not a perfect system and it's taking you on this route that's not really the greatest route uh you know i i'm i've become worse and worse into it especially as i move to a city that i'm not familiar with uh i google maps you know everything and it does help to you know for me anyways to memorize the routes if i'm going somewhere but um yeah, it's an interesting dynamic of taking sort of the responsibility out of your hands of actually knowing versus just following directions on your way there. Uh, because when you actually know, you can adapt. If you're just following directions, it's like, oh, shit, uh, there's a traffic jam here. What can I do? And I'm sure there's somebody that's going to tell me, well, you can like update your Siri and like tell Siri, like, oh, traffic jam, and it will reroute you. And That's probably true. Uh, I hate dealing with shit like that. Like, I'm sure, like, my brother just read a book called uh, The 4-Hour Work Week, and he said it was pretty interesting. It's, uh, uh, you know, he said it's all about kind of automating your, your life. Like, you can really sync up all of this type of stuff, and it does really, it can really save you a lot of time. 
Oh man, like I, I don't know. I maybe it puts me behind this sort of generation, uh, just like I'm talking about. But I can't. Uh, well, I can. Uh, you know, get my head wrapped around it. I just don't really, you know, get all these things that are synced up together. You know, eventually it's got. Anyways, I'm getting way off track. Uh yeah. Um, back to back to you know the traffic lights and the Google Maps and and that type of thing. You know we. We feel like now it's okay to just like put our head down into our phone and, you know, follow what the map is doing and everything will work out okay, which it does most of the time. But sometimes uh, when there's a, a blip in the system, uh, when, you know, a traffic light fails or even when uh, a blip in the system includes us, uh, you know, somebody runs a red light or something like that, uh, you know, you're not heads up and able to adapt and uh you know that means both like like physically like in the case of crossing the street um but also mentally i think uh you know we're we're not used to now really learning stuff as much as just having uh having the google in our pocket which is you know it's a very beautiful tool um but it's also you know it takes kind of the are again responsibility of knowing um out of it because you can just look things up but that goes back to our our uh, topic from yesterday about the truth and how to find it especially in a in an online world um yeah so when those things fail you know bad things happen and and if you want to talk about uh shielding people from the effects of folly well the folly it is in us and so eventually if you if you take that to an extreme, <laughs> you go back to it, it. It gets back to something like 1984, like I talked about yesterday, or or any kind of uh, books or or literature that's sort of in that realm of just like, uh, you know, it ultimately leads to the folly is in people, and the best way to protect people is to protect them from themselves, and thus, you know, and protect them from freedom uh you know enslave them in some form or some sort of way uh whether that's by each other or by technology or or you know all that all that uh sci-fi and and futurism stuff uh but like that's what that's what we think about when we think about the conclusion of of a society that's totally uh gone crazy with safety to the point of being like yeah you know like i just looked at my uh at the the video camera on my on my computer, I've, I've I don't think I've ever turned it on, uh, the the built-in camera on my computer. Uh, but I'm like maybe somebody's watching it. It, you know, uh, what am I going? What am I willing to go through to prevent that? Not even put a piece of tape over it. Why? Because you know I don't really care. Like if somebody finds it interesting to watch me in my bedroom and the things I do in here, like. <laughs> All power to them. I don't know. Um, maybe I'd feel differently if those things ended up getting exposed worldwide. Uh, you know, uh, like some people obviously end up, uh, unfortunately, having happened to them. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, but it comes down to my mindset of, like, well, is it really worth worrying about? Is Like, am I interesting <laughs> enough that people are going to attack me for that? No? Well, then maybe if I, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, for me, it comes down to, like, is it really worth worrying about? Like, uh if i ha if i worry about that if i worry about somebody looking through my through my computer lens then i'm worried about 
uh, you know, somebody breaking into my house and I'm worried about, you know, again, being hit by the car and I'm worried about being mugged on the street and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just a bunch of worry uh, because the world is full of danger. You know, if you're going to if you're going to worry about sharks, then uh, you should probably be worried about everything else. If if uh, if sharks are going to freak you out swimming through the ocean. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess it comes down to just, you know, whether or not our society should uh should really be built on shielding people from the effects of folly um you know some people might find it odd that i'm talking about it like this because i'm i'm probably like the most socialist person i know uh and uh you know but i would argue that socialism at least the way i look at it is built as a safeguard against things that aren't folly uh things that aren't foreseen like uh you know uh, extreme healthcare issues, uh, well, any healthcare issues really, um, or, or avoiding folly by giving people proper education, like those things to me, uh, are not slavery inducing shields, but, you know, the more that you go down a train of like, well, what do you teach in schools and stuff like that, the more you get closer to these, to these thoughts of, of, well, how do we stop bullying? It's like, well, should we stop bullying? Well, yeah, I mean, we obviously should, but, um you know can you you know it, it it'll just take will it just take another form and uh it, you know how do we educate people who don't necessarily fit into our our normal paradigm what is why what is a normal paradigm and what uh what has this uh you know society grown to and where is it going so Man, th- yeah, that those are obviously big and uh, broad questions uh, to kind of take from this one quote. But and so, uh, you know, to bring it back down to a little bit more personal level, like why uh, going back to the, the 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 bear cage in Germany, like why uh, why should we adjust, you know, our society, our enjoyment in some ways? uh based on a few idiots that decide to uh to do stupid and or terrible things um you know uh and I shouldn't say idiots because uh you know sometimes there are people that are exceptions and have uh you know issues that they can't help uh that end up doing these types of things too uh things again uh that are uh things to be protected against i guess or could maybe sort of be protected against uh we kind of talked about it on on the last uh the last episode of the big slack line um in regards to you know uh genetically manipulating people who have uh mental health issues and stuff like that so that they aren't a danger um and questions of well then what is are you you're changing their personality what else are you changing and that type of thing and so um yeah, and one like again, like a pretty personal question <laughs> of uh of like uh again a pretty like micro question of of you know adjusting for people who just want to uh or but for people who get hurt and sue and it get, you know quickly gets blown up into you know <laughs> 
genetic manipulation and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously I blew that topic up, uh, you know, from a kind of a micro situation to uh, to something pretty big and large. But, uh, uh, you know, get back to the basic of it. You know, my qu- the question kind of for me is, is it is it kind of worth worrying about things to adjust, uh, you know, our our whole society based on them? Something like car accidents. Yeah, probably. Like if we didn't have traffic lights, there would be there would be mass pandemonium out there um, uh, in most cases. So, uh, yeah, we kind of need those things. But, you know, for something like uh, <laughs> Rover's Electric Fence for Humans, uh, our sponsor today, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little bit too far. Uh <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, you know, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but, uh, so, uh, so yeah, we'll leave it there and we'll, uh, we'll thank you. Uh, thank everybody for listening. Thanks again to our sponsor, Rover's Electric Fence for Humans. Uh, want to make sure your child stays out of trouble? Slap on a collar and install a Rover's Electric Fence for Humans. Uh, you know, you got to keep an eye on those kids because, uh, you know, they get into all sorts of crazy shit, riding their bikes and and uh and playing with each other and and experiencing life uh before they get locked into uh the spiraling desolate black hole that is uh adult life so uh yeah um thanks again to anybody that's listening uh we'll probably let you out with some some crooked spies on the other end thanks again to axel boss for uh providing the intro and uh the quote was the ultimate result of shielding people from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools herbert spencer actually the real quote was uh uh the result of shielding men from the effects of folly. Um, I kind of like to, <coughs> I kind of like to to change men to people when it's appropriate in a in a in a quote. Uh, if you think that's two PC or whatever, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. Again, thanks to anybody that's listening on the Slack line. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for another quote. Have a good day. Bye for now. But I never met a woman with so much grief Hey mama Hey mama, hey Hey mama, I've seen you around Messing with all the poor boys in this town Hey mama Just to wear the crown
know what you need. 